Hi, everyone. It's Courtney Quinn, author of the wildly outrageous self-help book, Living from the Heart, where I spill the hot tea on my dumpster fire of a personal life and share tips and strategies with you that I use to get past childhood trauma, emotional blockages, weight gain, divorces, and so many other issues so that you can up-level your life too. Living from the Heart is available for pre-order on Amazon Kindle now. I'm also a certified life coach and a former U.S. Marine, and today's podcast topic is how to heal yourself and your relationships with others in a post-2020 political world. Trust me on this. We do need to heal after the past few years, and we do need to stop letting politics define who we are as people for the sake of our own personal growth. Those of you who are hyperpartisan and are consuming this content right now may be dry heaving with disgust, but hear me out because personal growth is sexy, and so are you. Remember to like and subscribe to my podcast and check out my Instagram at CourtneyQuinn888 or my personal website, CourtneyQuinnBooks.com for more personal growth content that feeds your soul through the power of humor and laughter because laughter is therapy too. Please donate through listener support so I can quit my day job and create delicious content like this for you every day. Let me be your positive vibe pusher man. Okay, let's do this. Ah, 2016, how young and innocent we were, how little we knew about the world, its politics, and apparently our own families. But today, we are going to find out. Oh, we're going to learn today. The election of 2016 took most of us by storm and sucked the air out of the room and forced many of us to choose sides. Family dinners became intolerable because the topic du jour on every lip was the presidential election. Full disclosure, I have my bachelor's degree in political science, so I was not immune to this phenomenon, and my lips were flopping as much as everybody else's. I think at one point I was actually channeling Mick Jagger. And like most of our country, I also picked a side. After the 2016 election was called and we all watched the results uh, come in, some of us with horror and some with jubilation, we didn't abandon politics like we would have as a nation in years past. I love America and I will always call this country my home, but I do admit that most Americans are less than reliable when it comes to staying engaged as an electorate in off election years. Only the true partisans, the diehards, which is a Christmas movie, by the way, if there's any debate still out there about that, Pay attention to the grassroots efforts like voter registration and midterm elections under normal circumstances. But after 2016, politics became a defining characteristic in our country. People began forming personal identities around being a conservative or a liberal or a Republican or a Democrat. Political merchandise sales reached all-time highs as people used their clothing to advertise their own personal values in politics. I don't think I've ever seen so many political truck flags waving merrily through town in my life. And the memes, oh my giddy aunt, the memes. At one point I was on Facebook and I was actually looking at a meme of now former President Donald Trump's head superimposed on the body of what looked to be a weightlifter who juices heavily standing shirtless on some sort of tank holding the American flag while fireworks went off in the background behind him. It was wild. (laughs) It was a lot to take in in a single image, like lots of elements that I now can never unsee. The meme game from 2016 to 2020 was absolute fire as we all attempted to use pop culture to promote our own political idols. We screamed into the void, everyone talking, but nobody was hearing. The side effect of all this hyper-partisanship is that we started sorting other people into groups based on our own politics. We made moral absolutism cool again. We gave other humans a value judgment 
And we said, if so-and-so voted for X, Y, and Z politician, I don't want to be that person's friend anymore. We dropped people off social media like nobody's business. We engaged in so much mass digital deletion that it was like when the NSA got found out for warrantless wiretapping Americans. Oh, sick burn that only government nerds like myself are going to get. Some people actually got divorced after decades of marriage because of how they or their partner voted in the 2016 election and who they voted for. It became a watershed time in the American zeitgeist and in our cultural identity as a nation. And that identity filtered down into our interpersonal dynamics with each other. The problem with this way of living is that every side always thinks they're on the quote unquote right side. Life becomes like a fatwa, a religious war in which all sides believe they're crusading on the side of God, the good side, the holy side. But at the end of the day, both of them are killing each other just the same. I don't think all of this was to our benefit as humans or as Americans. Yes, it feels amazing to know that you are on the right side of the discussion, that your views and viewpoints are the only valid ones, and that you are standing up for the quote-unquote oppressed among us, whoever you deem that to be. You get a self-righteous high from believing that you are crusading. Trust me, I was slinging mud in the trenches too, so I'm not being preachy. But since that time, I've zoomed out and reflected on what has actually happened in our relationships as a result of that election cycle. Indulging in that sense of self-righteousness inevitably means that somebody else has to be wrong, which creates a pointless hierarchy in our minds and in our hearts. Brazilian educator and philosopher Paulo Freire talked about this transference of power, and he famously said, the oppressed, instead of striving for liberation, tend themselves to become oppressors. So I think that is incredibly important to ponder on as we move forward as a nation and as a people. So how do we fix the rifts that were created during the election and the subsequent four years? First of all, you have to accept the part that you played. Personal responsibility is a big deal for me, as you know. We have to acknowledge that cr we created these rifts ourselves. We all drank the Kool-Aid, be it red or blue, and we allowed ourselves to judge and ostracize our friends, neighbors, and loved ones because of it. Taking ownership of the roles we played in creating division is the hardest, but also the only way that we can all move forward. I have a neighbor who regularly puts out a Trump flag in his yard, despite the fact that A, the election is totally over, <laughs> it's been over for months, B, Donald Trump is no longer president, and C, the Homeowners Association has cited him multiple times for raising an, a quote-unquote illegal flag. He's clearly pretty passionate about Donald Trump. He's also one of the nicest people I've met. He is regularly fixing things for his neighbors. I could go ask him for help with something right now, and if he was home, he would help without question. He has a great relationship with our neighbors of color and all their kids play together. So he's clearly not a quote unquote Nazi racist piece of shit human. Spoiler alert, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but if I allowed myself to judge him based on his political choices and beliefs, I would be missing out on getting to know this really nice human being and this awesome person. And my life would be just a little less pleasant because of it. The moral of the story is that you have to recognize when you are being a judgy asshole because someone votes differently than you do. And you being judgmental is no different than someone on the other side of the political fence being judgmental about you. The next step is to be the bigger person. It's not in vogue right now to be the bigger person and to make a first move towards reconciliation with anybody. 
especially not when it comes to political differences. But I'm not going to mince words with you here. Uh, this step is all Marine Corps tough love. As a nation, we all very much got consumed with the tone and tenor of, I've been hurt, so I'm going to wallow in my victimhood and cry about it on social media. Yes, this is a hard to swallow pill for many of you. It certainly was for me because I used to be extremely prideful and very partisan myself. Just to be clear, I'm not advocating that you reconcile with someone who's actually been abusive to you. If you know someone who has verbally, physically, or emotionally abused you over politics, by all means, stay away from that person and exercise good judgment. But if you stop talking to your neighbor or friend because they put up a Trump flag on their house or because they put a Black Lives Matter sign on their yards, it's time to put your big girl panties on and grow the fuck up. You let yourself get all in your feelings, your thoughts, running wild about that person's character based on some plastic signs and flags. You jumped to all of the conclusions. Are we in middle school? This is not adult behavior. Adults have in-depth conversations about these very serious, very complex topics instead of silently side-eyeing each other from behind their front window curtains and then going outside and passive-aggressively putting more and more political signs on their front yard overnight. Be the bigger person, be the adult in this scenario and take some brownies over to your neighbor. Text your friend or call your family member up. Don't take their politics personally because as I always tell you, whatever somebody does has absolutely nothing to do with you. They are living within the conditioning and the confinement of their own personal reality because they were making choices and they were voting based on their beliefs not to impress you as you hopefully were yourself. It's time. It's time, everyone. Just as Congress was designed to be a bicameral body that requires equal participation from both the House and the Senate to get legislation passed, Americans cannot function without the help, input, and support of others who think differently than they do. Doing so results in even more hyperpartisanship, um, a broken system, a broken electoral system on an institutional level, as well as thought bubbles in grouping and rampant groupthink on a micro level. Take a look around, take a look outside. The birds are still singing, the traffic still sucks, and the sun still shines. Zooming out and looking at the nation as a whole is imperative in moving forward and reconciling with each other, and with the fact that the people you love may not love the same political leaders that you do. The earth will still spin, despite this fact. That's it for me, everybody. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and I hope this has helped you see how you can put the political past behind you so we can all go back to arguing about things that actually matter, like memes and movie endings. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and check me out on Instagram at CourtneyQuinn888 or at CourtneyQuinnBooks.com. You can slide on over to Amazon to pre-order your Kindle edition of Living from the Heart Now. Love and light to everybody, and remember that you are infinite, you are limitless. Now get out there and be somebody.